Good morning. It's December 13th. It's bright and wintry in New York City, and this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. The top story in this morning's New York Times is Israel is losing support over war, Biden says, exposing leaders' rift. At a fundraiser, the Times reports, without specifying what the fundraiser was, President Biden called Benjamin Netanyahu the leader of the most conservative government in Israel's history, which doesn't want anything remotely approaching a two-state solution, and said that while Israel had support of the United States and much of the world, they're starting to lose that support by the indiscriminate bombing that takes place. The president's remarks, the Times writes, came hours after Mr. Netanyahu pledged to defy weeks of American pressure to put the Palestinian Authority in charge of Gaza once the fighting ends. A little quick googling of Biden indiscriminate and fundraiser pulls a PBS story up that specifies that the fundraiser was part of a gathering of Jewish donors, many of whom attended a White House Hanukkah reception on Monday evening. It seems helpful to know to whom Biden was calibrating his criticism of Israel, although I guess it's on the front of the Times either way. Later on, the Times story notes, top aides to Mr. Biden have said the president believes that his full-throated support of Israel has given him more leverage to press Mr. Netanyahu for restraint as Israel conducts its ground war in Gaza. Not sure how that squares with the indiscriminate bombing problem, or what exactly the Israeli military would be doing if it were subject to weaker leverage and less restraint. Good follow-up question for someone to ask those top aides if they get a chance. Elsewhere on page one, Volodymyr Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, visited Capitol Hill, where Republicans affirmed that his actual war to defend Ukraine against the Russian invasion is still at the mercy of their demands for a show of force at the United States' southern border in service of their imaginary complaints about the peril of migration. New York State will get a redrawn congressional map for next year's elections, as a realigned state Supreme Court voted 4-3 to three to move on from the map that the previous 4-3 to three majority had imposed. That single change in personnel could swing 3-5 to five seats in the House of Representatives, which could help determine control of Congress, which is all an object lesson in what a great and stable political system we're working with here. Page one also has the news that Harvard's president will not step down, as the school's trustees revealed that they're not as dumb or panicky as the trustees of Penn in the face of the right-wing pressure campaign targeting the schools. That story jumps to a full two-page spread inside the paper with four other stories about the same topic, one of which at least is entertaining, as the billionaire Bill Ackman, who made himself the face of the effort to remove Harvard president Claudine Gay, essentially admits that the anti-Semitism complaints driving the Fuhrer were just a pretext for his overall long-standing resentments and desire to boss the school around, including his belief that Dr. Gay, as a black woman, was an unqualified diversity hire, a charming man and a master tactician who successfully made himself too toxic to listen to. Not in the paper is anything about the Cal State System's faculty strike, a rolling set of labor actions at institutions that educate more than 100,000 students. A week ago, the Times did mention it in its California Today newsletter, but that's been the extent of the coverage. The front page also reports that a new study has found that cats eat more than 2,000 species of other animals, a slightly unfair count since it includes the evidence that cats have eaten cows and camels, both of which they presumably scavenged, and which are not relevant to their performance as the unchecked killing machines that they are. But the overall picture is ecologically grim. Keep your cat inside. And on page 820 is the news that Michael Cohen the disgraced former fixer for Donald Trump, filed a brief asking for an end to court supervision of his case, in which his lawyer appears to have used ChatGPT or something similar 
to generate a set of case citations that do not correspond to actual cases. Once again, the chatbots are worthless. The text they produce does not contain useful information, and if you act like it does, you're going to get yourself in trouble. It doesn't seem like it should be too much to ask that people have better judgment than Michael Cohen. That is the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going. And if all goes well, we will talk again tomorrow.